Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We saturate in your presence right now, God. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. We love you, God. We love you. We just can't say it enough. And we thank you, Lord, for being with us right now. We thank you that though we're not perfect, we can sing hallelujah. We can give a shout. We can give a praise that you're worthy of. We thank you, Jesus, that right now peace is going into homes, that right now joy is going into homes. We thank you for this service tonight, Lord, that people will hear what they need to hear, that people will receive what they need to get, Lord, that you are moving and you are working things, Lord, but beyond our control, beyond our sight, you are doing so many more things, God, than we could even imagine. We thank you, God. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give him some praise. Again, thank you for joining us for our midweek service. We have something super special planned for all of you guys. We have an amazing panel in store. I've got here with me, I've got Omar Quijano. Let's give it up for Omar. He's amazing. He helps lead our Spanish ministry and also serves on the Bridge Kids team and the Foundry Youth team and is incredible. Amen. And then we have Bob Smart. And Bob Sarr is on our hosting and speaking team, and he also, he serves by leading our whole security team. So he keeps us safe, and we are so thankful, so thankful for these men of God and how they serve this house, how they serve their families. We're excited. We believe that we have a word from God for tonight. We're actually going to dig in deeper to what Pastor Landon spoke on Sunday. He had an amazing word led by the Holy Spirit, and we're going to go to Acts, so you can join with us, pull up and your Bibles, your notebooks. We are a note-taking church. We take the word of God seriously. So we're going to Acts 15 and then we're going to go to 36 and we're just kind of going to unpack that word that Pastor Landon started. And we know that it impacted so many people on Sunday and throughout the week it impacted all of us. So we're just going to take that word and go deeper and really dig into that tonight. So we're excited. And Omar, why don't you go ahead and you just pick us up and read that scripture. So we're going to go in Acts 15, and we're going to start in verse 36 and go down to 41. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> then after some days, Paul said, <laughs> hey, now this is too early. <laughs> All right, here we go. Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. 37. Now Barnabas was determined to take with him John called Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take him with him, the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. Verse 39. Then the contention became so sharp, wow, became so sharp that they parted from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. Verse 41. And he went to Syria and Sicilia, strengthening the churches. Amen. 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 
So we see right there, right? There's this disagreement. Paul and Barnabas they have a disagreement of who to take. They're on this mission going forth and strengthening churches, encouraging believers, bringing new people and new salvations. And then there's this disagreement and they go their separate ways. But we see really that the division actually leads to multiplication. Amen. Because when, Amen. when your focus is in God's will, God's purpose for your life, it won't be a division. Something can't break it. you apart, but instead it'll actually multiply, right? Because they actually built more churches. They were able to further the mission. They were able to do so much more when they went their separate ways. So what they may have thought is just a conflict, right? There's actually so much more to it than just that surface level of a conflict. What what did you get from that, Bob? Well, that's very good. Um, I just enjoyed Pastor Landon breaking this down. And I I like that God reveals to us that we're going to have conflict. And um, I want to share some things that, that were revealed to me from the Lord about three years ago, four years ago, when I was in heavy-duty conflict, bitterness, unforgiveness towards some people. And it was a righteous wrong to me. But here's, here's what the Lord showed me. And, and this is something we want to draw from, from the word here. And um, first off, the conflict that Barnabas and Paul had. Um, I believe you can have a uh, disagreement without the enemy being involved, but I believe the enemy wants to cause discord. He wants to cause, cause division, especially in the body of Christ. And guess what? Paul and Barnabas didn't let that take root. And, and so there was a time in my life where I was bitter. I was, I was unforgiving. I was angry. And, and I thought, man, I'm in the right here. This feels good, man. I'm just letting it out. And, and, um, it was destructive and destructive. Then the Lord laid upon me, um, you're not going to take this with you when you retire. And um, i got to set you free because, because you're in bondage right now. And I didn't realize, bondage, Lord, uh, these guys wronged me. Um, these feelings I have, they have to be right. But here, here's what I want you guys to know. This is so important and so much the journey that the Lord took me on. Um, first off, James 3.16 uh, God revealed this verse to me, and it says, uh, "Where for where envying and strife is, and you could say bitterness and unforgiveness also, there is confusion and every evil work. So I don't even want one evil in me. Do you guys? Every evil work? We are leaving the door of our heart wide open when we do not resolve conflict, that we, that we don't come together. And the other scripture that he revealed was Romans 12, 18, if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. And that means men and women. So what I realized is um, when I was allowing this and living in this, I just want you guys to picture um, leaving your garage door open at night. And that's the garage door open to your heart. You go to bed, people can come in and out, and they can kill, steal, and destroy because that's what the enemy wants to do, right? And... um, and so day after day, my heart was open to the enemy, and he was starting to destroy mentally, emotionally, and physically. And don't, don't kid yourself. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bleed into every relationship that you have. And um, I just love that in the word here, um, Paul and Barnabas, although they, although they had a sharp conflict, they didn't let bitterness, strife, and, and those things take that's root. That's right. That's the difference, right? Yep. And that's the difference. And, and Paul. I'll give you some emojis for that, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> and, and isn't it interesting that yeah. Paul, 
He wrote in Romans. He wrote in Corinthians, Ephesians, Philippians, um, how to have unity in the church. And isn't he the one that wrote about the armor of God in spiritual warfare? So Paul was very well versed, and it makes you wonder, did he uh, learn a little bit from, and God did God reveal a little bit from Barnabas and, and his thing with Barnabas? But, but uh, I'll mention some scriptures a little bit later that talk about unity. And here's the thing, guys. If we can't resolve unity here in the body of Christ, we are one-third Holy Spirit, supernatural power. And if we're supernatural power to supernatural power, and we can't resolve conflict, we got a problem of bringing that peace to the world if we can't bring the peace here. Amen. So I'll mention some scriptures later. Yeah. Yeah. This, Very good, bro. This is our proving ground right here. We need, we need, to, we need to perfect it here before we, before we take it out. So those are some things that I learned. And don't wait as long as I did, please. You know, learn it now. And, and, and it's, it, it's unbelievable to be in unforgiveness. It's unbelievable to be not bitter and strife, full of strife. So um, it's how God chooses and calls us to live. Yeah. So, so very good. good. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's very good. And you bring up a great point. That don't feel that because you're, you're the age that you are, that somehow life has passed you by. Yeah. I think that's a very good a draw for Saying I'm old? No, brother. <laughs> by the grace of God, you stay young. <laughs> But I think that says a lot because here, if you think about it, Paul and Barnabas, they had already lived a lot of life. We know that Paul, he was a, a Jew of the Jews. I mean, he knew the Bible from front to back. So he already had invested so much life, we would say. Mm -hmm. But even at the end, he says, man, I count that all as beep. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it didn't mean nothing to him. Think about that. Sometimes we go through so much academic achievement or whether it be socially or, or, or whatever it is that we start defining ourselves so much that sometimes it causes a hindrance instead of an advancement. But by the grace of God, Paul realized that, you know, so, I mean, I think that was amazing. What do you think? Yeah. That was so good. And I think something you said as well made us think about, we thought of, we're talking about this earlier. You felt like you were in the right Right? Sometimes we feel like we're in the right. And Paul, we're like, he was probably right because they, Barnabas wanted to take John Mark, but he had ditched them earlier back. And we don't, we don't know why, but he had left the mission. He'd gone back home. So Paul was like, no, man, I don't want to bring him. Why would we want to bring him? He ditched us, right? And Paul probably felt like he was in the right. But we realize and we know that they were able to handle conflict. They didn't let pride get in the way. They didn't let offense get in the way because that's, that's not good. what they were yes. rooted Amen. in. They weren't rooted in that. Give God some Amen. praise. Give it up for that, yo. He wasn't, they weren't rooted in pride. They were rooted in their mission. They were rooted in their calling and they knew where they were going. Their focus, like Pastor Landon taught on Sunday, their focus wasn't on the conflict. Their focus was on their calling. Amen. So they Amen. were able to quickly get over it. And I mean, it's just one paragraph in there. And we're able to dig so much out of it and learn so much from them. And they just had a conflict. And they disagreed and they parted ways. But it, it turned for God's good. Amen. It turned for God's good. And it was amazing. That's good. And wouldn't it be nice? Um, Bridge Church, we're starting to be known for a lot of good things unto the Lord. All glory to God. Amen. And I would love us to be known as one of the most unified 
um, collected, loving, conflict-solving bodies of believers. Amen. Hey, and like we say, not in Flagstaff, how about the world? How about the world? That's right. And I I think Pastor Landon preaches that all the time. And um, he believes in unity, and he believes in the things that we're talking about. And I think think people will know us by our love, right? But they're going to know by how we get along with each other inside these doors. Oh, man, that's good. That's good, Bob. What, what greater way to exemplify that than here at home first? Because if we can obtain that, that way of being, that, that way of living, that way of, of, of just being, we can now communicate the gospel of the love and grace of Christ in such a more easier and more fluid way. But if, and this is, doesn't just apply here for a ministry or church family, even in your own personal home. If you have a challenge of bringing Christ or allowing Christ to be in every area, let me say that again, in every area. Because as sometimes we just want to let Christ come in areas that we're just like, hey, you know what? You're okay over here, but not over here. You know what I mean? It's like the conflict that, that Barnabas and Paul had. Man, it's okay that we take it up to this point, but we don't want to dive deep deeper into what the real issue is with John Mark. It's like, hey, let's just argue it and part our ways instead of getting to the root of it. And sometimes that does create division. Mm -hmm. But as Ali very well said, sometimes whatever, and remember this, Bridge Church and everyone watching us online, that whatever the enemy shoots at us to think, to try to cause harm, the Lord will always take it and make it for our good. That's the difference that we have from the world versus the Jesus people. The Jesus people, we're confident. We know that every challenge is a stepping stone. It's not to hinder us. Yeah. It's for us to climb higher. Right. And so I think that, if anything, that's one of the things that we can draw away from here that, yeah, perhaps Paul was in the right. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the greatest principles that we draw from that in leadership is like, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, Bob, if I'm counting you to be on this panel yeah. and you don't show up and it's me and just Allie, yeah. I mean, that's going to be challenging. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so you got to be here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's easier to run together with a group of brothers and sisters that are thinking the same, believing the same, than any other way. Amen? Amen. Go ahead, Alan. I'll give you some likes for that. Good job. There you go. (laughs) One Wednesday, I looked over, and Omar had his phone next to him, and Priscilla, his little daughter, was just sitting there listening, and she was tapping the whole time, giving all the hearts. (laughs) Amen. Train them up, right, in the way that they should go. Amen. I think it's so good, everything you're saying, right, that this is our locker room. Like Pastor oh, yeah. Landon says, yeah. this yeah. is where we get fired up. This is where we learn. This is where we get refined, right? Because conflict and struggle, they should refine us. Like I'm sure oh, all of you have good. heard that analogy of a diamond, right? The pressure, when the pressure is put on it, it turns out to be something so much better than Amen. it started. Amen. And that's what we should be. That should be our heart. To look at conflict, not just surface level, right, but to see it as more, see it to refine us, see it to, to make us better. Yeah. That's very good. And something I just thought of, but we do get refined by fire, but let's be careful. Let's not, let's let that fire reshape us and mold us, not burn us up. And, and the thing about conflict, I want you guys to know that the enemy wants to derail God's plan for our life and for this body of believers here, for, for this house. Yeah. And so... You know, I used to look at, this is part what I was saying, but don't look at some of these things 
bitterness and stuff just as an emotion that you can justify. Look at that as somebody coming into your heart and attacking you, wanting to kill, steal, and destroy your reputation, your relationships. So if you look at it differently, not, a, not an emotion, go, oh, no, no, devil, no, not today, Satan. Uh, a good friend of mine's got that bumper sticker on her car. And, uh, but we need to look through the lens of God and say, why is this coming? This is more than just a disagreement, and I will not let it take root. I will not let it get traction. And I'm going to do everything like that scripture within me to be at peace. And guess what, guys? Amen. Sometimes we're wronged. doesn't mean you go to coffee with that person. doesn't mean you're going to have a relationship with them. It means you're set free by the blood of Jesus that you let him carry that and you don't carry it. Yeah, That's good. That's good. Amen. You know, and I, one of the things that I see now as I'm speaking here with you guys is like, you know, even though there was a challenge between the brethren, and this is very important because we always project that conflict is only going to happen outside the body of Christ. But it's very important to know that even in family. Yeah. I mean, how many of you guys got that one uncle, that one cousin that you're like, dude, I can't even stand you. You know what I mean? But do you stop being family? No. Do you stop seeing each other in social gatherings? No, oh, you're still there. You know what I'm saying? And so the same is in the body of Christ. Think it not strange, people, that when we have a conflict or indifference, the easy way, trust me, the easy way is always to run away. Always run away from conflict, always run away from, from challenges because we know that in order for us to grow, we need to go through that. Like Ali said about the diamond, that's beautiful. You go outside, there's a bunch of stones. You don't need to look around. Man, but if you want to see a diamond, you got to dig deep. You know what I'm saying? And so we are diamonds, people. That's why the world wants what we have. And it's not something that we need to be bashful, embarrassed about. No, we're Jesus people. And in the house of the Lord is where all the answers are that the world is seeking for. Amen. And I think it's so beautiful how even in the midst of the challenge, Paul and Barnabas didn't lose the sight of what, what it was. Because right here in verse 40, it says, But Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. Yes. They didn't stop. And they knew what the mission was. It's almost like saying, hey, you know what, Barnabas, you know, we, let's agree to disagree. But let's keep going. Bridge Church, it's okay to be on different sides and, and, you know, you have your opinion, but let's keep going. Let's keep pushing Christ. Why? Because he is the only Amen. one that brings freedom. Come on, Omar. Amen. Come on. Amen. That's so good. And like Amen. Bob said earlier, the garage door, right? You slowly start to let the enemy come and he can kind of creak, creak open that door a little bit and just... Start with a thought, start with an insecurity, yes. start with an offense, and then he gets that wedge in there. Now it's propped open, right? And we've felt that. We, I've felt that, where then he starts to creep his way in, and soon the door is wide open, and you're allowing him to get into your mind, to get into your thoughts. And yeah. I just feel that for somebody right now, that you need to shut that door yeah, in the man. name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. To know that you have the authority, you have That's the right. power of the Holy Spirit yeah. inside of yeah. you. Don't let the enemy speak like that to you. Don't speak like that to yourself. Amen. But stand Amen. in truth and know that you have power. You have the authority of oh, Jesus Christ inside Amen. of you. Yep. Amen. Amen. 
That is good. That is good. And remember, we only let him in the garage door. He can't get in if we don't let him. Remember, the enemy's looking around for somebody he may devour. We start shutting those garage doors to our heart. We get rid of bitterness. We get rid of unforgiveness. We get rid of strife. Um, and, and on and on it goes. Each door just starts to shut. Then the enemy's trying to look around and go, how do I get in there? How do I can't get in there. I can't get in there. And uh, it's, it's super important. But I got three scriptures. I'm only going to read one. But 1 Corinthians 1.10 is a great verse on unity. Ephesians 4.1 through 3 is a great um, one. And Philippians 2.1 through 4. And this is an application. Look at Paul got it. He saw conflict within the body. But he said, not on my watch. I'm going to instruct these people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything I can to reveal what the Lord says about unity and conflict resolution. But Philippians is beautiful. It says in uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, we have all that, don't we? We have all Amen. that right off the get-go. Yeah. If any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Right. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. That's just one scripture. If we just grab and just lean into that, um, we're going to be, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be far along. Yeah. And, um, Paul has given us plenty, God's given us plenty of instruction in the word, Amen. how we can do that. So let's be known yeah. as, as the loving, unified church that yeah. doesn't talk about it, that lives it. That's good. We were talking earlier about how the, there's differences in Paul and Barnabas's leadership, but both were necessary, wow. right? Paul probably was like, no, 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 he messed up. That's okay. Love him, but he can go do his own thing. But Barnabas had more grace maybe, right? He wanted to keep John Mark and say, no, I'll coach him. I'll help him. And they had different probably leadership styles. They were very different. Barnabas was very encouraging, right? He loved and supported people. Paul was bold and they had different different leadership styles, but we needed both of them. The, good, their mission was needed for both of their styles. And we need Omar. We need the hype man, right? We Amen. need him to get excited. And then we need Bob as the Amen. wise dad over coffee, right? It. Come on, own it, Bob, own it. Own it. I feel like he's just, we're at coffee, right? He's just giving us all this wisdom. And we need that both. I need Danielle. I need Alicia. Yes, yes. I need Tim, right? We need Julie and George. We yes. need us all because God has anointed each Amen. of us for a purpose. Amen. Amen. So don't disqualify yourself. I think don't that's say, beautiful. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Don't say, I'm not like Omar, right? Yep. So I, I can't do that. God, that's not, that's for me. I'm not like them. I don't speak like them. I don't look like them, right? Don't disqualify yourself. Know that God has you for a purpose and a plan and he will use it for his glory. And you know, I think that's so beautiful to say, Ali, especially to the body of Christ, yeah. because sometimes I know that's happened to me. I'll just speak about myself. Sometimes it seems like when Everyone around you seems like they're growing and advancing, and you start wondering, like, well, when is my time coming? Yeah. When is my, that moment of aha moment coming for me? Yeah. And I realized mm -hmm. that everything that I needed, the Lord already put in me. Right. 
The problem was that I was trying to look yeah. at everything and everyone else for some type of fulfillment instead of realizing that, man, Jesus is now in me, so everything yeah. I need yeah. is inside of me. And I think that was so beautiful, Bob, what you said, because about unity in the opening verse in 36, it says, let us now go back and visit our brethren. Yeah. It's almost like once we're set free, once you know Jesus is all in all and he has given you everything you need to be successful, a great achiever, a great conqueror on this world, this man, yeah. you got to go back and get somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no point, think about it, people, there's no point climbing the ladder of success to only see that you're there by yourself. No, you got to go get your buddies because they need what you got. They need it too. So don't be envious, you people. Don't be envious of the rich guy out there. Don't be envious of the guy that has, you know, more degrees than a thermometer like T.D. Jake says. You know what I mean? Forget that. They need Jesus too. And so now you have it. And since you have it, now you got to go give it out. Yeah. Because think Come about on, it. Omar. The more you give, the more you release, the more you can receive. But if you just want to hold on to every little bit you got, no wonder sometimes we get into strife and, and stress, yeah. even in the body of Christ or even outside, mm. because we are meant to give. Right. Yeah. The Bible says, the Bible don't say God has love. The Bible says God is love. Yeah. And if he is love, then we must be that also, because yeah. now he's inside of us. Amen. Amen. We're all one body, all members of one body, right? Amen. So I could be the big toe. You, you're the bicep. Here's our brains right here. Amen. So we don't have to be like anybody else because we're uniquely gifted. And it gets a lot easier when we get that and wrap our mind around that. Because it's so good. And we just sharpen each other with, with the differences that we are. So. so good. I love how you said it's already in us. It's already in us how to handle conflict. Paul and Barnabas knew how to handle it because they'd gone through, they were experienced, they'd been in his presence, they'd been praying, right, reading the word, but it was already in them. Yeah. And right now, whatever you're experiencing, I don't know what you're going through, what emotions you're feeling, right, what conflict you're experiencing. Maybe it's just the conflict on the outside, the conflict that you're seeing on social media, the conflict that you're seeing in other people's and other relationships. But we already have it in us to overcome that. Yes, we yes, already have yes. it in us to handle that conflict. Because our focus shouldn't be on the conflict. Like we've said this whole time, right? Our conflict is on the call. Amen. Our conflict is on the call of God on our life. The mission that he set before us to love others, to be peacemakers. Yes. Amen. Yes. And it's so simple. We complicate things so much. We make it so complicated. But it's really just so easy to love God, to love others, and to focus on the call of God. Don't focus on the conflict. Don't get wrapped up by social media. Do what you need to do. Take off social media, off Come your on. phone. Don't be distracted by those things, but focus instead on what God wants you to do to help heal that conflict. Amen. So three things. Remember the source of the conflict, usually. Remember the solution of the conflict. And remember the Savior over the conflict. Amen. Yeah. That's good. That's good, bro. And I just want to share something in my heart. You know, we, we're being a little bit hard on your mark, and perhaps there's some due reason for that. But I want to paint you a picture a little bit of how 
Jesus works in our life. Here, John Mark, he let them down. But then in 2 Timothy, chapter 4, he writes to Timothy and says, Bring Mark back with you, for he is needful for me for the ministry. Yeah. When I read that, I was like, whoa, what, what's going on? This guy just let you down, and now all of a sudden, now you're telling him to come back to the ministry? And that's a great picture, my friend, of the love and grace of Christ. Amen. That once you're yes. a son, yes. once you're a daughter, that's forever. Yeah. Once you're a king, you're a queen, that's forever. And can yeah. nobody take that away from yeah. you. Yeah. No matter how far you go, no matter what your lifestyle is going, even, and let me speak now to the body of Christ, because we always try to project this out to the world like, no, even you, son and daughter of God, it don't matter how long ago you received Jesus and right now you're living not the way you should be. It don't matter to him. You come to him just as you are. He is the one that changes our hearts. Amen. And check it out. That Jesus, led by the Holy Spirit, used John Mark to write the book of Mark. The one that we see in the Gospels. That's him. So what does that say? The servant that failed, Mark failed, wrote about Jesus the servant that would never fail you. Yeah. Amen? Always know that, people. Jesus loves you. He wants the best for you. And you can do nothing to ever take that away from yeah. you. Amen. Amen. That's so good. Give God some praise. We're so glad that you tuned in tonight, that you joined us right now. We're just going to close. I love Bob wrapped up this whole conversation in those three points. Remember the source of the conflict, remember the solution of the conflict, and remember the savior of the conflict. Dude, he called amen. it the brains. Didn't I say she was the brains? Thank that you. was all you, all God, amen. So we're so glad that you joined us. Yes, if you amen. would, just bow your head, close your eyes. We're gonna pray to close this service. God, right now, I pray over every family, every child, every adult right now listening, Lord, that you would provide them comfort, that you would bring them peace, Lord, that you would bring them joy, God. These are so applicable, Lord. Help them to now, they know how to handle conflict. They know, Lord, that you are savior over our conflict, over everything that's happening in the world. Anything that we come up against, Lord, we know and we trust in you, God that you are the savior. We thank you, Jesus. And we thank you for this night, Lord. We thank you for what you're imparting into people, that they're going to walk away changed, that they will never be the same, Lord. So continue to move, God. Continue to speak to us, Lord. Open our eyes to see you all around us, Lord. We thank you, God. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you, Bridge Church. We're going to end with the declaration, our blessing Amen. that we get to speak over ourselves. I want you to speak it right now in your homes. So, guys, let's speak it together, and we're going to say this together. Say, I, I am, am a bridge builder. builder. This, this is, is my season of favor. favor. I, I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best because I am a bridge builder. 
see you Sunday. We are so glad that you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision today, whether that was dedicating your life to Christ for the first time or rededicating your life, send us an email at info at wearebridge.church and let us know that you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you are joining us for the first time with our Bridge Church online family, we have a very special gift for you. Email us at info at wearebridge.church to share some information on where we can send that gift. We are so glad that you joined us today and we can't wait to see you soon. That's right, so make sure you stay connected because why? We are so much better together. Bye, Bridge fam.